the actual podcast is in town. It's the Media Boat Podcast. We're the most actual podcast out there. That's what this intro says. Do, 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 do. Yeah, forget about all those other podcasts you listen to or heard of. Your serials, your car talks. No, this is the actual podcast. This is the realest. Nothing but the realest news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. It's the Media Boat Podcast. I'm Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Yeah. It is sultering hot in the summer. It's hot in California. We're in southern, sunny southern California. It hit over 100 degrees today. That's Fahrenheit. In the shade. Um, well, I don't know if it's in the shade, but it definitely hit triple digits today. And it's just going to get hotter, folks. It yep. doesn't get cooler. Um, as it doesn't get any hotter than this. And it's true. not just hot from all the Comic-Con news that came this weekend. Woo-wee, yeah. Some hotness happened. So let's get rolling right into it. And talk about the hottest thing this week, which was, of course, movies. And, and the hottest news in movies came from the box office. All right. So, who is now king of the box office? Well, we'll get to that a little later. But <laughs> there is another king notable this week with a $191 million debut to its name. And that, of course, is The Lion King. Disney's oh. The Lion King. The uh, CG remake of the 1994 uh, classic Disney Renaissance film uh, made its debut, uh, set a record for, I believe, this weekend? Yes. Yeah, like this specific weekend in July. Yes. Uh, but besides that, didn't break any other crazy records. Not like the biggest of Disney's live action, not even the biggest of Disney's Lion King. Obviously, if you know anything is, about The Lion King. What is the biggest live-action remake for Disney? I actually don't remember. I think it was Beauty and the Beast. Is it? Because I thought it was, it was Lion the first King. One. Maybe this one is. I don't know. I haven't been keeping track of it. Okay. But what I have been keeping track of is, though, is that 1994 dollars were real strong. <laughs> and so this thing will not beat the original Lion King. However, a pretty impressive debut of $191 million. Uh, A lot of people saw this movie. A lot of people have mixed reactions, which yes. I'm sure we'll get to. When you uh, talk about the film, because you saw it. Yes, it was part of my go-see date night movies. Yes. movies. We'll get back to that in a moment, but before we do, let's uh, recap the rest of the top five here. What else is in the top five of the box office? Dropping down to number two, Spider-Man Far From Home earns another $21 million. That thing already at $319 million domestic. Uh, it's at like 975 worldwide worldwide that'll hit a billion another disney uh slash sony billion dollar movie right there we'll talk about that in a bit too toy story 4 is your number three with another 15 million dollars that's at 376 that is currently outpacing toy story 3 which means that is a hit for yeah uh, easily will be another billion dollar yep um number four yeah, let, let me finish my thought there. Sorry, yes. Still on a roll, uh, as as they have been since Good Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crawl uh, is your number four movie, earning another $6 million. That's a good, like, counter-programming movie for all the family stuff in theaters right now. Yeah, all your horror. Uh, $23 million domestic total. Yeah. And that. lastly, people are still seeing yesterday, somehow. Uh, another $5 million, adding to it to $57 million. Which out of which out of a twenty million dollar budget? Pretty good. That, that's a success. Yeah, Dan Boyle makes a successful film. That was a hit. All right. Um, Upcoming this week before we uh, 
move on to your thoughts here. What do we got coming up this week? We have a grand total of one movie. What? Think about, you know how there's culinary opposites in, in food? Yes. Well, think about what the culinary opposite of The Lion King would be. And you probably get Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> which is your one sole release this week. Yes, there's been ads running about this film all week. Yeah. Everywhere I look, critics are raving of it because this is the ninth film from Quentin Tarantino out of ten films that he supposedly wants to make. And, uh, yeah, Buzz seems to be positive before release, but, man, I am not ready for all the think pieces and articles that will be written about Quentin Tarantino this week. Oh, boy. Well, we had all that when Inglorious Bastards came out. It's happening again. It's happening. Exact same thing again. So who Uh, knows whether that movie is worth watching. We'll report back next week if we see it. Uh, I... I have no plans. I have no plans to see it. (laughs) I may see it. Well... But I have no current plans to see it. So we'll see. Uh, watch the space. Let's this is like a Quentin Tarantino space here. It's shaped like a Q yes. for him. Ew. <laughs> it's shaped like a foot. It, you know, it just has <laughs> a bunch of horizontal stripes. Yeah. Wait, uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what you did see, though, is The Lion King. Okay. So let's talk about The Lion King. So um, first of all, my first question about The Lion King is... What do you think of the original 1994, The Lion King? Do you th- think in 2019 that it is still a masterpiece and it still holds up? Uh, yes. Okay. I think that as a cartoon animated version, it definitely holds up. Okay. Um, so you are a Lion King fan? Yes. Have been since it came out? Yes, I think we have the Blu-ray somewhere in somewhere. the collection, or I have it <laughs> on the like streaming it. somewhere. I know I have it. You have it. I, have, I never had it. You it, probably have it. I know that I at least purchased it, or at least the yeah. merchandise of it. We ended on VHS. I never bought a copy after that. Okay. So. But yeah, no, I have great affinity for The Lion King. Um, it is one of my go-to duet songs with um, my sister. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, yeah. in which she is Simba and I am Zazu. Cute. Yeah. Because I don't get to say a whole lot, and I don't get to sing it. I just have to spoken right. word it. Yeah. It's and I get to yell key. at it too. Yes. But <laughs> yes, very key there. But yeah, Lion King has a lot of nostalgic songs, a lot of nostalgic set pieces in the original film. It is one of those films that should have made a billion dollars back in 1994. Yeah. But didn't. It did in. Post second release. Yeah, like. Post 3D conversion. Re release. Yeah, once the re release, it did eventually do that. Yeah. And I think it still holds that crowd for the only hand-drawn animated film but yeah, to reach easy, a billion. It's easy to forget this, but upon its release, it became, by I think the end of 94, maybe going into 95, mm-hmm. it was the second highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Which is insane. Which, well, Titanic wasn't out yet. <laughs> Titanic hadn't happened yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a big deal, like, like at the time. Right, and considering that this was Disney's B-team animation on it. Right, yeah. There's a whole thing on that, too. The story of The Lion King is fascinating. It's one of the best stories, like, behind the the animation, uh, when you're talking about the Disney Renaissance years. Like, yeah, but we we don't have time to get into it now. No, but just the fact that I I know of all that shows the amount of dedication I have to the film. It was important 
uh, at the time, is, uh, and you, you loved it. So, yes. all right, what's going on with the remake? All right, so the remake takes the cartoon version, enters into a live-action version. No, no, it's CG. You're right, it is <laughs> CG. According to John Favreau, there's only one shot in the film that is, like, actually live-action shot. Everything else in the film is CG. So, yeah, no, it's not a live-action movie. No. Let's get that. Well, okay, I would put huge quotes over here. Live-action. Right. It, uh, okay, The Lion King remake, live-action, John yeah. Favreau-directed remake <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, I've just been calling it the CG remake. It's the CG film. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, um, going into the film, I was like, okay, I've seen the trailers. I kind of like what I'm seeing. It has all the shots that I remember from the film, and it's like, <laughs> yes, this is exactly what Beauty and the Beast was doing. Yeah. Like, showing exactly the shots that you want to get you into the, into the theater. And it worked on me. I went to the theater and I saw it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Tears kept me in my eyes. Okay. Um, it was a fun film. Alright. Okay. Yeah. It's good. I liked it. Really? Yes. Okay. I enjoyed what I saw on screen. Timon and Pumbaa stole the show. Billy Eichner, um... And Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen. Well, mainly Billy Eichner. Mostly Eichner. Billy Eichner. Mostly Billy Eichner. <laughs> yeah. As a... As his uh, comedic timing and high-pitched voice. Okay. But yeah, um, they basically stole the show. Beyonce feels like a background character, as Nala does. Yeah. Even more so, though. Yeah. It's like, you got big-name voice... For a tiny part. Yeah. Then again, same thing I felt with Donald Glover's part <laughs> as well, because yeah. the movie split too. Young Simba is yeah. only in half of that movie. Yeah, Young Simba is half that movie, yeah. and then Older Simba older is Simba. the other half of that movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's different, and it takes that live action to heart maybe a little too much. And this is where I see a lot of the people's problems with the film come in. Yeah. Mainly being... Quick question, though. Okay. Have you seen a lion emote? <laughs> well, it depends. Because the way that a cartoon emotes is very, very different than a way a real animal does. Like, you can kind of get, like, a vibe from a real lion. You can be like, okay, that lion is pissed off. Okay, that lion is enjoying that lion is enjoying themselves, or that lion is tired. But that's pretty much it. You can only get like a ballpark estimate of how that lion is feeling, as opposed to, of course, a cartoon lion. Those animators can put human-like facial expressions on the lion, so that you, way you have a better sense of that lion's emotion. So yeah, it seems like a lot of people were had like very like valid complaints that just because of keeping that realism on the screen mm -hmm. of these lion characters, you just can't be that emotive. You just right. cannot do it. It's just the difference in style prohibits you from being as animated as an animated film. Which is funny, because this is a CG film, right. technically animation. But they're trying but to emulate the real thing. They That's are. That's the disconnect, is that it's the line, it's uh, not the line, uh, the Jungle Book Jungle style, Book. which is we're trying to convince you that these are real animals. Yes. And as soon as you do that, you throw away the more frivolous, artistic part of the animation. 
Right. And that's what they're going for with this film, the more yeah. realism of it, yeah. where Zazu's wings only go in one direction. It's they a, don't yeah. come together at all, because yeah. birds can't do that. They don't right. have rotator cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's limitations in just the, the style that they chose for the film. Mm-hmm. So, basically, to complain about that is to then complain about the entire film existing. Yes. Which, again, I'm not saying that's not valid. I'm kind of on that side of the fence. I don't know why this exists. I mean, I do know why this exists. Because it's a business. You know what I mean. Yes. And so, like, I get it. But, yeah. That's no, yeah. I get that. Fair. It exists because it's a business. Because this is one of Disney's highest grossing films ever. And they want to make more money off of it. Well, yeah. Uh, not only that, but also, like, they want to make sure that people remember these properties before they go away you right. know like it's also a generational thing they want younger generations to see the thing that their parents loved mm-hmm. when they were kids because that's what we're talking about now yes. which is insane which is all those kids that went to go see the film now have kids of their own yeah so old enough to appreciate the like yes it's yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah. no it's there's reasons that it exists yes. but what I'm saying is style wise they did not have to do it in the way that they did they didn't have to do it. They could they have. Chose to, they chose to do it to maintain that realism. And seeing that every animal in this thing was animated, oh, that a lot of work. That's just a lot of work yeah. in and of itself. But the way each animal moves, breathes, looks, feels real. But I know it's fake. But it all looks so real. <laughs> But I know it's fake. Which is the point. But that's the point. Yeah. Is that so they're trying animation, to that CG has gotten so good yeah. that it's fake. It's getting to the point where real. you have to ask yourself. Yeah. You have to ask yourself, wait, what am I watching? It's impressive. Yeah. But, but yeah, is it artistic in the same way? Is it? And does it elicit the same kind of feeling and mood that the original animated film does? That's and that's I my question. I think that's something that it going live action loses from the animation because when you're doing the animation, you can do pop culture references, you can yeah. do specific shots, you can do a scene change automatically. You can do a palette swap immediately. You can do fun, kind of like stylized you kind can do of animation. Visual gags such as, immediately. Such as the whole uh, sequence from the original. Uh, uh, just I just can't wait to be king. Right. You can't really do the same thing here, and right. I imagine that they didn't. No, because as soon because in the animated version, as soon as you go to I can't wait to be king. Yeah. That the beginning of it, the whole, as soon as Simba jumps, the whole thing shifts color palettes to a blue background highlighting Simba's goldenness and everything is in that style for that musical number. You can't do You that. can't have that palette swap in, an, in a live action Because you have to still because the style again the style they chose they have to maintain You're the right. realism. Same thing yeah. goes with um, be prepared. You can't have right. Nazi imagery of hyenas yeah. walking in a straight line while Scar's looking down. You can't have literal volcanoes erupting around you. You can't have the skull gag of yeah. the prima donna opera. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff you lose from it. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't go that 
visual gag cartoon route. So you mentioned that you were entertained by this, but but was it as fun? Like no, that's the problem here. Uh, I could see that yes. a lot of the fun coming out and just getting sucked out. The visual fun is draining, but a lot of the like comedic gags that they do to replace it yeah, are fun. Um, they have to make new ones. That they have to make new ones. Yeah, yeah like the um, Keegan Michael Key and Andre. Jordan. Yeah. No, it's not Andre Jordan. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, and Andre, whatever his name is, 3000. No, it's not Andre 3000. That would have been great <laughs> if they got Andre 3000. No, it's Eric Andre. Yeah. That's his name. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> but no, but them as the hyena duo um, works. They don't need the third act, the third, yeah. like, Ed character, but them as a, as a duo work so well, and they play up those gags in the rule of threes, as you should, and they work every single time. Um, they changed up where one of the hyenas, Shenzai, is now more like the leader of the hyenas rather than just one of the, th- the three. So there's a hierarchy in there. Um, they definitely changed up the keys for pre- be- the key change for be prepared, yeah. which works and doesn't work. Because it's such an iconic song to where it doesn't yeah. work, but because you're living in such a realism type style to where the lion, lion's not just going to totally break out into song <laughs> for one song, it works. Um, okay. One thing that I have seen online complain about is, um, can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> but it was in the daytime. But Weird. makes sense okay. because if you do it at night... Unlike you can do in an animated film where you can brighten up the blues and I'd kind of highlight that. As soon as it goes dark in the jungle, what's your light source? Nothing. Exactly. The moon. Exactly. Right. I mean, they could have. They could have highlighted that. They could have. They could have highlighted it, How's the new music? Uh, You mean the one new song? Yeah. Beyonce's new song? Right. It's fine. It doesn't feel like it adds anything much like in the same vein as all the other films that have come before it. Yeah. Where yeah. they tr- where like, um, they're trying to add new songs. Yeah, we talked about this when but, we talked about Aladdin. But I do actually want to hit on this uh, okay. real briefly because for an older generation, it doesn't hit because you didn't grow up with it. But I was at a pool party with some girls um, they were like eight, seven, and eight. Oh, literal girls. Okay. Literal girls. Literal child children. Literal Got children. Okay. And uh, I was doing my medley of yeah, name a Disney tune and I'll sing it to you. Yeah, as I do because I'm a human jukebox. Yes. And so they they said, "Can you do Speechless?" I was like, "What's Speechless?" I don't know Speechless. You know Speechless from Aladdin. Oh, you mean from the new Aladdin? Right. And they're like, yeah, know. we like that song. That's our new favorite song. It's like, okay, I don't know that one because it's new. And I tried to use that excuse. But seeing as they, little girls, gravitated immediately to that song saying, that's our favorite song. Oh, yeah, there's an audience There's for an it. audience for it. Clearly. Yeah. They're smart uh, in the way they are doing that, yes. Yeah. And so I think, like, same thing with, like, all these other songs. I'm sure there's people out there, or like little girls or little children out there, right. who gravitate towards these songs. Yeah. But as an older generation, it's not hitting us immediately as yeah. it, as it would for them. To a bunch of people, this will be their Lion King. Right. It'll be old funny duddies like us saying, "Oh, well, you should watch the old one," and they'll watch it, 
and it won't be as magical for them. Right. Because they know and love the one they saw first, just like we did. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, wait, what, why, is, why is all of a sudden this happening? Why, where'd the hula hoop skirt come from? <laughs> what, I don't get it. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, wait, like when you go to the jungle, like, wait, where's all the other animals? Why is it just Timon and Pumbaa? Where's the other animals yeah. that are there? Yeah, I mean, so basically what I'm hearing is, like, it's an entertaining movie. It does its job. Yeah. It's good for people who maybe aren't as familiar or as or in love with the original. It's, it's an existing thing that does kind of its own thing well enough mm-hmm. that it can exist alongside the original. Yeah. But, yes, but we should say, viewer beware, if you just are not on board with the stylistic change. Or if you're not on board with, like, these Disney live-action remakes they've been doing. Which is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, Then this might not be for you. And that's why I've resignated I'm probably not going to see it. Right. If it's on, like, some sort of streaming service, say Disney Plus, someday, and I'm bored, maybe. But, like, as it stands right now, I'm not going to go and pay $14 for something I know that's not going to be my chance. Right. But, and that makes sense. I mean, why like would you? This is, for, this is entertaining enough to be seen if you want to go see No, it. no. Yeah, it definitely has all the entertainment you want in it. It is the Lion King, after all. Right. It has Simba, Scar, Mufasa. Ooh, speaking of Mufasa, uh-huh. James Earl Jones sounds old in this thing. I mean, he's... Literally 25 years older than he was when he recorded the original. Right, but the fact that, like, even in, like, the first film, he had, like, this powerful, booming voice. He like does, clearly, to a certain extent, right? Well, to an extent he does, but the majority of it felt more of, like, an older gravitas yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you type know, of We said the role. same thing about uh, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen when we were talking about Toy Story 4 as well. Yeah. They sound older, and you can definitely tell. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, they're just, toys. They're not supposed to sound different. Yeah, but just toys. It's just part of 25 aging. years is a long time, <laughs> is, I guess, what we're finding out here. I don't know. How did you sound 25 years ago? I was a very, very, very different <laughs> sounding voice back then. I, I think a lot of us were. Say a lot of, like, cool, hip, 90 slang. <laughs> yes, at age four. That's what the cool, <laughs> hip kids were doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway... Okay, cool. Do you have anything else to say about Lion King? I'm guessing you're, you're putting this on the patented media boat scale as a go-see-it. Um, but with an asterisk. Go-see-it with a big asterisk yeah. that you don't need to rush out and see it. But if you need the entertaining factor of a Disney film, yeah. it definitely has it. All right. Uh, um, if that's it. I don't know. The only thing I c- else I can do is just keep praising that animation. Because, holy hell, yeah, too, that animation was yeah. super ridiculous. That... It followed a mouse for literally like um, 90 seconds. It felt like a long time, but it was like 90 seconds. And the way it moved, the way it like stopped and breathed, the way it twitched. That's a real all mouse. All the hair. It was like, that's a real mouse that you're following. No, it's yeah. not. That's a fake mouse. It's like, you're just playing with me at this just point. Just like that gutter in Toy Story 4. It's like, that's just real. Yeah, that's just, that's just real. They just shot that just together. Outside. Nope. That's outside. <laughs> Uh, Just show me that tech demo. With that, we move on then. That's it for our thoughts. We have to talk about movie news because so much movie news happened. So, yeah. um, Last week, or this past weekend, was San Diego Comic Con. San Diego Comic Con. That's what it looked like. It's just live. It looks (laughs) real. You're being distracted by the Serengeti. Oh, the Serengeti. So, with Comic Con, of course, comes... Marvel news, and we knew that the big drop was going to happen. We had been wondering 
post-Endgame, what the MCU had planned for us. And now, for the most part, there's still some secrets down the line, but we know a great deal of what to expect. Yeah, so um, following uh, Endgame and then following Spider-Man Far From Home, Kevin Feige's been pretty mum on the future of Marvel. We knew beforehand that they were going to take a break, that there was going to be no film post-Spider-Man for the end of the year. Yeah. We knew that already. There wasn't going to be a third one. So 2020 was going to be the big comeback. Yeah, we knew that they didn't have anything in production at the time, and the first one they would be would be 2020 um, Black Widow. When they announced the Black Widow solo film, right before Endgame came out, and then shocked us all with its yes. huge twist. Right. So. Um, but yeah, um, DC, we already knew, wasn't going to be at Comic-Con. So Marvel literally had the entire yeah. stage set up for them. So we would re- be remiss to not mention, though, real quick, before we talk about the new stuff, we have to talk about the old stuff real briefly, because Endgame finally hit the milestone we had been waiting for it to hit. Yes. It. Three billion. Wait, no, not three billion yet. Not quite. But it has finally passed Avatar with an asterisk uh, to (laughs) become the number one highest grossing worldwide film of all time. Yes. So, yeah, all you internet jerks who have been waiting forever for this to be a thing. Well, there you go. You get it. Are you happy now? Here's your crown. Be happy. Well, yes. Here's your uh, Avatar dethronement, uh, even though $2.790 billion. Yes, uh, the previous record was $2.89 million. Billion dollars. Million dollars. Billion. So it's Uh, basically there. Right, but seeing as Disney technically owns both of them now, does it really matter? It's going to the same bank account? It's like, oh good, the Disney film beat the Disney film to become number one. Yeah. For a while it was like that. So yeah, uh, so just yeah, we we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't mention that real quick. But yes, the real big news, of course, was Phase Four, as you mentioned. Black Widow will be the first film of this new phase. Mm-hmm. It begins in May 2020, so it will be your summer movie. That film is currently shooting. It is not yet done, wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, and when it is, they'll still have to go into post production. So they're cutting it kind of close here, but yep. maybe not close enough because they know exactly what they're doing. It will be followed in November 2020 by The Eternals. Oh, big, infinite Eternals. So what are the Eternals for, say, me, the uninitiated in Marvel Comics? What are they? For those of you who are wondering, what is an Eternal? Yeah. um, They were briefly mentioned in Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, as people who could wield the Infinity Stones. Got it. These, in the comics books, however, these guys are what's responsible for the mutants and the deviants. Deviants being what Thanos is. Right. And mutants being what the X-Men, what are. The X-Men are. Yeah. Uh, so, with the announcement of the Eternals, this is basically their Marvel saying, we're going to set up the X-Men, but before we get to just having X-Men thrown in there... I'll, we need to basically say, this is where the X-Men came from. This is their semi-origin story. Because how the X-Men basically come out of nowhere is like, oh, now people, everyone has superpowers because everyone's an X-Men. Everyone's a mutant. Yeah. 
that's going to be like, what? It's a good backstory to set up. Yeah. So they continued on, but they noted that this new phase, well, for the first time, include both their television shows as well as their films. So from here on, there will be a mix of television shows and movies. Yes, before you say anything, I know technically Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., an existing television show, was in the MCU. It did have characters who existed in both, and it did comment on things that happened in both. But this is the first time they're doing, like, officially, like, nah, this is phase, this is officially phase four material. This is Marvel saying what happens in the Disney Plus streaming services matters. will matter and affect what happens in the MCU films. So yeah, the app for the already announced uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be on Disney Plus in November in fall 2020. No specific month there. No, um, all of these streaming services are just relative yeah. dates or relative seasons. And will be followed by the television shows Shang Chi. Uh, no, oh, that's, that's a movie. movie. That's a movie. Not specified. Yeah. Okay, so that will be followed by the movie Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in February 2021. Who is Shang Chi? Why should I care? Shang Chi is a master of the martial arts. Okay. Um, he is the son of Fu Manchu. Mark is not like me. He's the son of Fu Manchu. <laughs> yes, that Fu Manchu, Fu Manchu, who is a Marvel character. But due to some legal reasons, and also Fu Manchu is really part of like the seventies Marvel, um, they're gonna try and they're gonna change that, and instead the Mandarin, like yes, that Mandarin, yeah, will officially make his debut in this Shang Chi film and yeah. be that villain and possibly Shang Chi's father, if they're gonna do the the actual like story wise. Because in the Marvel comics, Shang-Chi um, is the son of the gang ruler who basically took, goes all Lion King and backstabs his... No, sorry. Not but doesn't tell his father. <laughs> but, yeah. Kills the father. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. Basically becomes the good guy there. His special ability, if you want to call it that special ability, is that he knows all Kung Fu. Matrix it's style. Convenient. <laughs> all, all, all forms of martial arts he studied in and has become black belt master in. Um, it, it's his um, special power. <laughs> Why? Okay. I don't know. Alright, let's keep going. Anyways, it's also kind of Marvel's way of reaching into the Chinese audience as well. It's been struggling there. But there's other films. Yes. Yes, there are. And television shows. So the WandaVision television show, which is about Wanda and Vision. Yes. Uh, in case you couldn't figure that out. Uh, will also be a 2021 uh, release on Disney+. Plus. Yes. That's also a TV show. And the film, Loki? Uh, no, TV no, show, the Loki. the TV show. You did not specify which one was which. The, neither did Marvel. Uh-huh. They didn't specify in their timeline which was which. They just said it. But we also knew that these were coming to Disney+. Plus. Okay, so Loki will be getting a TV show. Yes. Loki is dead. This will be Loki's version of... This will be the version of Loki that survived the Captain America. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's... um, 
it, it, it's one that's right there. It kind of goes on those adventures because, as we all know, Loki's dead in our six one six universe, as we like to call it in the nerd universe. But we'll get to that side story of what Loki's been doing, what Loki's kind of doing, kind of, sort of, hopefully, maybe open up the multiverse. Maybe. But I only say that because the next film will kind of guarantee that. Yeah. Which will be Doctor Strange. Yes. And the in the multiverse of madness. Yes. This will be Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch um, teaming up in this film. Right. To maybe do a multiverse movie? Yeah. Who knows? I think we should pause. I don't know. Why? I think we should pause. Oh, you swore. We gotta, we gotta resolve this. Alright. We'll be back we'll in be a... We'll be back later. Wait, wait, let's finish up Marvel first? No. Okay, you're, you're kind of distracted. No, because he's pissed. Oh no, this isn't a TV show. Um, <laughs> it's a movie. It's gonna star Doctor Strange and uh-huh. Scarlet Witch. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It may be multiverse. Yeah, that's uh, a good subtitle. That's a good ass subtitle, by the way. The multiverse of madness. Oh, it's better than the one the internet was throwing around, which was and the Illuminati. Oh, yeah, that's stupid. This is yeah. way better. It is, and it kind of elicits the same kind of thing. Yeah, but at least this way, it'll somehow, maybe, hopefully, kind of introduce the multiverse, like we kind of wanted in Spider-Man, but never got. Sorry, spoiler. Spoiler. But, uh, yeah, after that, though, it will be followed by, in the summer of 2021, by the television show, the Disney Plus television show, What If... Dot, dot, dot. No, that's a movie. That's a movie, too? No, that's a TV okay, show. Okay, you got me for a second. <laughs> so, it I actually kind of know what this is. Okay, what so is So, my this? understanding of the What If series in Marvel Comics is that it basically presents, like, hey, what if something was slightly different in this universe? Yes. And, like, like it's just what like if, a What If scenario. Like, what if Peggy Carter got the... Um, Infinity, or not the Infinity Stone, got got the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve right. Rogers. Right. Uh, what if, like, the Avengers actually lost yeah. in the opening battle of yeah. New York? So this is a really cool idea. I like the idea of this being kind of like an anthology series that they can just kind of crank out and be like, hey, let's have this fun with these characters. Well, what's even cooler is that it'll be animated. Oh, that's even better. I didn't so, know that. So, which means that they can bring back the original cast Put them in an air-conditioned booth <laughs> yeah. to do some voiceover work right. and go from there. Yeah, nice little chill-out sesh. Yeah. Between them. But yeah, no, that's what they're doing with that. It's animated and it's fun. It's like, what if? Also, yeah. maybe that what if is actually a what actually oh. for the multiverse. Yeah, that's true. Once you have a multiverse, anything can literally happen. Yep, and I think that's kind of where, the, I think that's where that's they're going to go with, with the, the what if back. after Doctor yeah. Strange. Makes sense. Then after that, the one of, of, of these movies that nobody asked for, Hawkeye. Yeah, we're getting. Uh, no, that's a, that's a TV show. That's a TV show? Thank God. <laughs> I was hoping that wasn't a movie. No, that is Hot Guy, the TV show. So that, starring will that Hot, have Jeremy Renner? That will be starring um, R&B musician Jeremy Renner. <laughs> You've seen those new commercials, right? Yes, yes I have. Yes, yeah. Uh, let's do a song. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that stars um, new musician with Avengers money, Jeremy Renner, as he trains uh, Kate Bishop to be the new Hawkeye, the young Hawkeye. Or I guess she's a hot girl, but <laughs> we'll be taking up the Hawkeye name. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Then that goes right into uh, wrapping up with uh, the controversial Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. So, we learned last week before the Comic-Con stuff that Taika Waititi would be returning yes. to, re- to direct the third, uh, or sorry, the fourth, jeez, Thor yes. movie. Yes. <laughs> Got to four really quickly, didn't we? <laughs> and, but the one thing that we didn't know until Comic-Con was that this will have a new Thor. Uh, of sorts. Of sorts. So, they brought back, they're going to bring back Jane Foster, yeah. which means they're going to bring back Natalie Portman. Yeah, con- confusingly, after she had been uh, reticent to be in the franchise previous to this. Yes. Well, that was, Patty, that was because of Patty Jenkins, and uh-huh. them replacing Patty Jenkins, yeah. and her being in full support of Patty Jenkins, directing Thor The Dark World, and then because she left the project, she wanted to leave the project, but couldn't because she was contractually obligated to be yeah. in the project. Right. So they made her in the project, but be the MacGuffin in Thor yeah. The Dark World, which, even in Avengers Endgame, nobody saw Thor The Dark World, so that's explain Thor The Dark World. Right. And then have her in a cameo, not cameo appearance in Thor Endgame, in Thor Endgame, in Avengers Endgame. But, anyways, this all wraps back around to um, Lady Thor and Thor being a Disney princess. And that whole shenanigans that everyone was talking about like five years ago yeah. when the comics made it happen. Right. So yeah, that's that's a thing. So that will be in Love and Thunder in some capacity. Yes, Love and Thunder. It's a good name. Love and Thunder. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those. That's the basically the Phase Four kind of wrapped up. Then you go into Phase Five. That is Phase Four with an asterisk. Yeah, we don't know some of the details like about other things that could possibly happen. Right, we don't not, um, we're unsure if this will actually be the end of Phase 4. As Kevin Feige said, this is Phase 4 is new beginnings, new inter, intervening stuff. Everything is new, supposed to be new, supposed to be fresh, supposed to be take a step back from all the big stuff that happened from the first 10 years, how everything like grew and grew and grew and got big and enormous with the cosmic level stuff. That they're going to try and take a step back here and be like, that was good. That's done. We're going to put that in its own Infinity Cube box gauntlet thing for you to have and we're going to start fresh. But we need to start with new stuff. And so this is new beginnings. Taking what we got from the old and trying to start new. Yeah. And for the most part, this is kind of isn't, isn't what we expected. As I have written down here, we already know of a bunch of stuff that's already right. in development as well. So yeah, so Phase 5 will be kind of what we... The, the things we knew are happening eventually. Right. Like Guardians 3. Script done. Black Panther 2. Um, Grand Cooler's attached yeah. already. Captain Marvel 2. Uh, that is as soon because I think hit a billion dollars. I told you I finally saw Captain Marvel, right? No. No, I didn't mention that. I saw it on my vacation. Oh, uh, so yeah, I've seen it now. So all that little blank was filled. Okay, I enjoyed it. It's, yeah. it's, it's a pretty good movie. I didn't love all of it. Like, right, it's kind of lumpy, like and a little and paced weird. Right, but like I liked a lot of it. Right, but Captain Marvel will yeah. the sequel to Captain Marvel will coincide probably with the cosmic phase of the Marvel universe. And then, of course, Spider-Man, uh, the next Spider-Man movie. I'm not going to call it Spider-Man Three. That's already a movie. Right. <laughs> Um, like whatever the follow up to Far From Home is yes yeah, so 
this is where we get back into Spider-Man. Yeah. There is a deal floating around that says that one of these Spider-Man films that Marvel makes has to hit a billion dollars for Marvel to make the third film. If not, all the rights... If not, Sony can make that third film and be standalone in their own universe. Right. Like a Venom kind of follow-up thing. Right. It'll be part of the Venom universe. Right. Well, let's hope that, uh, but, but that probably won't happen. Well, I mean, Spider-Man needs $25 million to hit the $1 billion. I think it can make $25 million. That's why I brought that up in the box right, office. Yeah. I think it can do it. I think it can do it. But, of course, that wasn't the biggest news of all this. No, the internet went to flame when they revealed that they were reviving the franchise Blade to be part of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, with two, count it, two time. Supporting actor winner yes. of a drama. One of our favorites here at the Media Boat Podcast. Yes. Mahershala Ali. That's great casting. It, it is. seems like people are ready for a Blade movie. It will mark No one was ready end. for a Blade movie until they announced a Blade movie. Right, yeah. And they announced Mahershala Ali. It was like, yeah. that is excellent casting. It's a great Wow, great I didn't realize I wanted that, but now I want that. But yeah, but don't wait too long, though, because that's probably 2022. Um, consider... That, yeah, they literally just signed him so it's gonna to be that one. movie. All they have is an actor and a name. They don't have a, much of a script yet. But, yeah, they'll work fast yeah. on it. And then, speaking of things well, far off well, the The, the fact that they, they said that we're working on it, but don't have a name yeah, or a date. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, it's going to be the Blade movie, whatever that could be. They could be. just call it Blade again. We'll call it Blade. It's been long enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, then of course the super, super far away things. Uh, eventually a Fantastic Four film, eventually an X-Men film, and eventually another Avengers. So that's what everyone on the air was freaking out about because Kevin Feige finally officially said the words Fantastic Four and Mutants. And then yeah. everyone was like, oh my god, he's working on it, he's working on it. And literally that's all it said was, yeah. I can't tell you that, you said, I can't tell you other films that we have in development. I can't tell you about the Fantastic Four. I can't tell you about Mutants. I can't tell you about the next Avengers project. But we're working on it. Yeah, it's all a work in progress. A lot of things are being talked about. It's like, sure. we ran out of time. It's like, no, you didn't. You can't tell anything about it because you don't have anything to say about it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That will do it then for that story. Uh, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, that's all the, the big Marvel stuff. But uh, there was so much that happened, though, this week in film that we have to talk about the bits. So, yeah, we were talking about the bits. I was going to put some story here, but I figured there's more stuff to talk about the bits than trying to jam another story into it. So let's uh, rattle them off. All right, what do we got going on? First up, up, Faith-Based is a new uh, Netflix... uh, What? It's a new film. Film, okay. It's a new film. uh, Featuring Margaret Cho. Yeah. Uh, uh, as as the CEO of a Netflix Christian film based company. Okay. Oh, this isn't a Netflix film. No. Okay. The way you've written this is very confusing. Okay. Okay. This well, because I, I, I had to pare it down from what it was originally. Faith based is a movie featuring Margaret Cho as a CEO of a Netflix for Christian cinema. So yes. basically, a fictional. Net streaming service that's yes. for Christian movies. Yes. And David Keckner as a washed up 80s action star 
who they're trying to get to star in one of their films. Yes. Okay. Seems like an interesting premise. Yeah. Um, it's based uh, it's based off two unknowns. Or, that's not based off of. It's, it's two... two yeah. uh, the, the writing directors are also going to star in it. And they basically realize that, oh, faith-based films make a ton of money and they're cheap to make. Yeah. Let's do that as a quick get-rich-quick scheme. And so they're trying to, like, mooch over Hollywood's faith-based films in order to make money. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, could be cool. It's interesting, Travis. It sounds like comedy. Yeah. Next up in the bits, Jennifer Lawrence is to star in Pao, pa, Paola? Paola. Sorry, Paola's. Paola. 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 I can't do that. <laughs> uh, Sorrentino's. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mob Girl adaptation. Mob Girl's book. Mob Girl is currently the best-selling adaptation good. And so, well. yes, Jennifer Lawrence will be starring in the film adaptation of that. Yes. All right. Uh, I didn't read the book. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Nothing. But yeah, be prepared for the trailer that says... Featuring or based Jennifer on Lawrence the best is Bob Girl in in the best Bob Girl in New York Times best-selling novel. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is in the beginnings of making a new Rocky movie because he's Sylvester Stallone. I could have sworn he died at the end of Rocky Two, at the end of Rocky One, at the no. end of Rocky, at no. the end of Rocky Balboa. No. When he fought the Russian. No. When he fought Mr. T. No. Still alive. When he fought uh, Apollo. No. No, but in. I don't think in the 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 the, the uh, bah, 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 in the Creed, Creed movies doesn't he have like he has cancer? cancer? <laughs> All right, well we'll see that. Maybe he, maybe he fights cancer. Maybe he does. <laughs> this like the big big uh, 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 match uh, televised on HBO. <laughs> Rocky versus cancer. Yeah, Rocky versus cancer. All right, Sonic movie uh, that nobody wants is delayed again to March 2020. Yep. That's so, just a month, though, so don't get freaked out. Yeah, we originally reported that it was delayed to February of it was next a Valentine's year. Valentine's film. And now it's going to be delayed to yeah. probably the first weekend of so March. So cancel your Valentine's reservations. There's no way or, you can see Sonic that time. Or remake your Valentine's reservations because you no longer have to go rush out and see Sonic. Yeah. Then, uh, lastly, if you're wondering what all the fate of all those Nickelodeon movies that they announced a while back... What's the fate of the Nickelodeon movies? Well, uh, you don't have this written down, but I know this. Uh, the Rocco's Modern Life film right. uh, that had been teased for a long time finally has um, a Netflix uh, release sometime in August. Okay. And, uh, and Netflix has also confirmed that the Invader Zim movie uh, will be getting an August 16th release. Right. So both of those... Nostalgia tickling films to will Netflix. Be there on Netflix. Netflix and not Nickelodeon, like you yeah. would think, because I think this makes sense well, because they probably couldn't fit it into the, like a schedule for their channel. Well, not only that, but the audience who watches Nickelodeon isn't necessarily the audience who's going to watch the Invader Zim or Rock of Art in Life. Yeah, it skews a little older. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, those are we'll probably watch both of those. I'll probably watch one of them. Which one? I'll let you decide. Break down in the chat which I, film you think I'm going to watch. So I have no, um, I have no um, uh, nostalgia for Invader Zim. I didn't watch it. I did watch that one. Okay. So, but I do, however, have nostalgia for Rocco's Modern Life. I watched every episode of that. Thing. I did not watch every episode. Aha! So we are are opposed here. We so are diametrically so symmetrical between the two of us. We'll watch both of these things. <laughs> yes. Good to know. All right. Let's move on then. 
That's it for me. That's probably why I wrote down the Invaders in one. You remember the Marauders Rock, Rockers Bar and Rock yeah, one? Yeah, that's probably why. Because it reflected better. It so. <laughs> reflected better on yeah. us. Anyway, so that's it for movie news. I'm already losing my voice, and we're not even close to finishing this. So let's get Well, we rolling. have to talk a lot about Marvel. We did. Uh, Marvel. Marvel. So let's move into um, television, then. And we always start television with sports. All right. What's going on in the balls of sports worlds? Honestly, not a whole lot. No. Because we're in the kind of dead zone. We are uh, still in the dog days of baseball summer when baseball is the only thing on. But, but uh, there is hope on the horizon. Hey, nothing wrong with baseball. Rush baseball right now. Yes, but there is hope on the horizon. For other sports, yes. Wherever it may be for you. Yeah. The NFL training camp begins this week. Yes. Uh, rookies reported on Monday. Uh... Everyone else, the entire team, had to report by today for all teams, which means training camp has officially started. Exciting. All right. Yes, which means hard knocks. Yep, it's hard right knocks. around the corner. Having it. Exciting uh, time. Yeah, hard knocks with the Raiders. The first episode will be the August 3rd, I think. All right. So not this Sunday, but the Sunday after that. We'll get the first episode of Hard Knocks. But if you do still care about baseball, the MLB Hall of Fame happened on Sunday. Yes. Mario, Who are the new inductees? Uh, Roy Holiday was inducted, and Mariano Rivera was also inducted. Okay. There were three other older guys. I forgot what their names were. But those are the two that I know because they're the ones I grew up with. Yeah. Mariano Rivera, that we, of course, reported on, is so far currently the only MLB player to receive... 100% of the votes for Hall of Fame right. on the first ballot. I remember this, yes. Cool. Um, also, in a side note for the MLB, the trade deadline is at the end of the month. Yes. So, by this time next week, I think, is the 31st. So, yeah, next yeah, Wednesday right. next will Wednesday. be the trade deadline for MLB baseball. All right. So, expect to see your favorite player no longer on your team. Maybe. Oh, sad. Well, not our team, actually. Not our team. All our favorite He's players have, in. like, ridiculous $13 million contracts. They're, they're all locked in for five years. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. All right. Uh, well, then, anything else in sports before we move on to the Comic-Con stuff that I've been in television world? Um, anything else in sports? No. Nothing that I can think of. Oh, I don't know if we reported on this. Okay. But the uh, – kind of talking about baseball. Next season, the – um, Mays? Rays. Tampa Bay Rays will officially play half of their games. Oh, right. I not this. in Tampa Bay. Yes. Not even in the United States. Right. But in Montreal yes. as the Expos. Yes. In a weird exposition, not exposition, actually part of their <laughs> actual schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They'll be the same team, but really two teams. Yes. Under two names. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand it. I don't know either. But in uh, other baseball news, I just remembered this that this happened literally yesterday. Yeah. I was watching the Angel Dodger game. But the Los Angeles Dodgers will host the 2020 MLB All Star game. Oh, cool. I did not see that. That's great news. But it's either the 2020 or 2021. So, but, uh, so where are you going to go? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That traffic is terrible. Yeah, I don't know if you want to be there, but. Considering that I went when the Angels hosted it, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I worked when the Angels hosted right. it, and then also went to it, and uh, because I was working it, I was able to get like literally everywhere just by flashing my card everywhere. <laughs> Super cool, by the way. Super cool. Yeah, so it was, um, yeah, 
that's I may we'll see. go. We'll, we'll see, see next year. It's 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 a year away. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. All right. Uh, then let's move out of sports then and into television news. As I mentioned, Comic Con affects both the movies' worlds and the television's worlds and comics. But yeah, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, television had its own share of comic. Con news. So what is coming to a TV near me? First up, Netflix's side of the operation unveiled their trailer for The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, which we already mentioned in part of our E3 news Yes. about the game that was based on it. Uh, they also showed off their first trailer for The Witcher series. Which we all knew was coming. We have been yes. constantly reporting about that one. So The Witcher remains a thing, and uh, people seem to be confused by that trailer. <laughs> yes, they're confused because it looks nothing like the games, yeah. but... During Comic Con, they actually asked them about that, and they said that quote, they will not, or they have no intention of adapting the video games to the TV series. Yeah, uh, but they'll feature the same characters, right. but in their own stories. They were books before video games, so I so guess they have lots of source, source material, material there. Which Polish books? We should ask our friend about that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's heard of them. Alright, uh, HBO, meanwhile, showed off their trailers for Westworld, the new season. His Dark Materials... Uh, which, for those of you who don't know, that is actually the book series right. that started with The Golden Compass. Yes. But then never got the sequel to that. But yeah, this is the series based on the series. And then uh, also their books. Watchmen series, which uh, takes place after the events of the Watchmen comic. Correct. Yes, uh, they yeah. revealed the next trailer for that. I don't think we... Uh, that's in October still. It's October. Yeah, that's an October release. Brandon Ruth uh, will be reprising his role as Superman from the Superman movies and in the Arrowverse crossover on the CW. And that officially confirms which Superman is in this universe. That Superman. Brandon it's, Ruth Superman. Yes, Brandon Ruth Superman returns... Superman returns to Superman. TV. Yeah, <laughs> Weird choice. I don't know why that Superman, but sure. Okay. Maybe because they could get Henry Cavill He's, or yeah. Christopher Reeves. Well, for obviously. Obvious reasons. I'm just I'm surprised they're not wrapping him up into the universe with the current DC cinematic stuff. But I guess. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be Henry Cavill. Right. That's weird. They didn't do that. Okay. Whatever. I think Brandon Ruth was more affordable. Probably. <laughs> Meanwhile, also tone-wise, I feel like not only tone-wise, but costume-wise, his <laughs> matches up more with yeah. Supergirl's costume. Yes, there's that too. All right, CBS on the uh, aesthetics. Meanwhile, CBS uh, showed a new trailer for a new Star Trek series called Star Trek Picard. We knew this was coming, but this yes. is the first official trailer, and we saw more of. Sir Pat, yes, sir. So sir is, Patrick Stewart. This is Stewart. what you think it is. It's yeah. about a young. Nope. No, it's about an old Patrick Stewart. Yes. As Jean Luc Picard. I believe it's the old Patrick Stewart. Because uh, they're not going to digitally alter him. So. Oh, they could. They could. They have that CBS money. That CBS money. Yes, because that will be a CBS Access exclusive. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the world of Adult Swim, Rick and Morty season four has been finished writing wise. And the animation is in process, and season five is already in progress. Yes, Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland came out and said that this wait between season three and season four will be the longest wait we'll have. Yeah. Because, as we previously reported, Adult yeah. Swim uh, ordered 80 episodes, 80 additional episodes. Yeah. 
So, so yeah. There's well, going to be a lot more. be a lot more Rick and Morty. And I believe they showed some footage. They showed some footage of a scene, I think it was, basically saying, this is what we're working on. Isn't this hilarious? Because don't know what's going on. Right, right, right. No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Not particularly. And then in, Dis- in the world of Disney, DuckTales. Woohoo! For more 90s nostalgia um, as their poster for season uh, two wrap-up. Season yeah. two's already in progress. And season three uh, have revealed more appearances from other classic cartoons of the same era. These include appearances by Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers mm-hmm. themselves, uh, Tailspin, uh, yes, I saw Baloo up yes. there in his little plane, uh, Darkwing Duck, who's already uh, had cameo appearances on the show, right? and Goof Troop characters. Uh, specifically Goofy. This is interesting. I was excited to see them kind of bring in the uh, Disney Afternoon universe. Yeah. And kind of bringing them back into the fold with DuckTales. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's Clearly it's gotten away from it being a reboot spinoff. It never was. It never was. It, they were never trying to do exactly the same thing as the original. I think they were all from the, from the start wanted to just elicit, like, elicit the, the, the feeling, the spirit mm-hmm. of the original series. With the same characters, but then bring like a modern sense to it. Oh, it definitely works. I was watching some yeah, dovetails this weekend. Actually, it's, great. it's such a good. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Disney uh, animation still to tell the animation really having a golden era right now oh. between this and and Star and Amphibia and mm-hmm. and, uh, and um, uh, Gravity Falls, of course, which started all this. Right. Yeah, and the, I hear the Mickey shorts are really good. Yeah, I have not watched any of them. They are Emmy nominated, the Mickey Shorts. Yeah, I heard there's fantastic stuff, so I'll have to look those up too. All right. Yep. Let's move on, though. Uh, last thing in Comic Con, uh, I didn't have this written down. Yeah. But because I just remembered it, but um, <laughs> as part of the Supernatural um, farewell address. Yes, final season. Final season, also final Comic Con appearance, packed hall. They literally did two shows. They showed it everywhere. Everyone cried. Everyone cheered. Standing ovations. Yeah. It's coming to an end. Just a reminder for those of you who used to and maybe still watch Supernatural. It's coming to an end this season. Tear. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sam, Dean, drink. Yeah, drink. <laughs> Alright, let's move on then. Uh, we have to get out of Comic-Con news and talk about something comical. And uh, uh, talk about a sport. I mean... Uh, oh, wait. Uh, I don't know. I'm confused. Is this sports or is Come it entertainment? them. Oh, it's sports entertainment. That's what it is. The AEW, or All Elite Wrestling. Okay. It's not the WWE. No. It's the AEW. They have announced with Warner Media Wednesday that they will begin airing live weekly shows on TNT. Wow. Am I having flashbacks to the 90s? Jesus. (laughs) Wrestling on TNT. uh, Beginning Wednesday, October 2nd, from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes. However, the debut comes just two days before the WWE will debut SmackDown Live on Fox, as we previously reported. Yep. Uh, that uh, the, with the show moving to the broadcaster's Friday lineup on October fourth, the televised show will take place in different cities. This uh, going back to the AEW. Yes. Uh, will take place in different cities across the nation each week, starting in Washington D.C. at the Capital One Arena. Ticket pricing and on-sale date for the first event will be announced on July 29th. In case you're interested. Uh, on 12, at 12 p.m. Eastern Time via AEW social media platforms. They've already begun running live events, including Double or Nothing, Fighter Fest, and Fight for the Fallen, 
all of the events have just been streamed um, on a streaming site I'm not familiar with, BR Live. That is Bleacher Report. Oh, that's Bleacher the uh, Get Your Sports News right. app. And I have heard of them. I just haven't Ble- seen them shortened to well, BR. Bleacher Report has been the website for all your sports news for a long time. They recently, about f- three years ago, started doing live events, mainly yeah. MMA stuff, like Sidecart, Bellator, I think, was their thing as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is them branching out as well. Yeah. So yeah, the company's next event, called All Out, will take place in Chicago on August 31st at the Sears Center. It will also... St- <coughs> Sorry. Uh, it'll also stream on uh, Bleacher Report Live. Yep. Uh, AEW, by the way, was founded by President and CEO Tony Khan. Yes. Khan! Khan! I'm glad you got that. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is started up by actually former WWE wrestlers. They've been going on for about two and a half years now. Yeah. And yeah, this will be an alternative to the WWE, which, for all intents and purposes, is a monopoly on the wrestling genre. It really is. Uh, at least mainstream wrestling. Yes. All right. Yeah. This is the alternative on TNT on Wednesdays. Speaking, we won't be able to watch it because we do this. That's true. Also, <laughs> also, I wouldn't watch it anyways. <laughs> Speaking of alternatives, when shows are canceled, sometimes you need to watch something else. Oh no! What am I no longer? Wait, do we have more thoughts though? Oh, sorry, I got ahead of myself. The thought. Uh, do you have any thoughts? Um, I got my doctor to watch The Good Place. We were able to watch seasons one and two on Netflix because they're streaming on there. Okay. And as soon as we were done, we wanted to watch season three, but couldn't find it. Yeah. Uh, it won't be available on Netflix until September. But even if you go to NBC's website, they only show the last six episodes for some weird, arbitrary reason. Yeah, I don't know. This happens more and more these days. This is why owning digital content, or basically finding out who owns the content <laughs> in yeah. streaming. Is more important than it's ever. It's a constant, constant confusion. Yeah. But, I mean, if I want to watch it, I think they can go to my local Best Buy and pick it up or order it on the Amazon. Yeah. Maybe. From the Amazon. The, From the, the actual Am- jungle. Yes. Yeah. Um, Give me down that river. I want to mention real quick uh, uh, Amphibia wrapped up its first season. Oh, okay. That was uh, quick. Since I've been. Yeah, they. We're putting out uh, episodes every every weekday, so uh, okay. very quickly. Okay. Uh, but yeah, um, I want to follow up from last week, though. It definitely picked up, and um, I was actually really happy with how they ended it. Uh, they kind of picked up the, the lore stuff that they had hinted at the beginning of it, mm-hmm. and actually made it matter, and actually set it up set up a really compelling uh, uh, setup for season two. So I am back on on board with that show. I really like a lot of the stuff that it does. I think some of the tonal weirdness was just because they were trying to find their legs, their frog legs, frog legs. if you will. Yes. Uh, but now that they have, Beat I think the they're, joke. they're really hitting the stride with that show, and yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with the season two. Okay. So, yeah. so did it kind of follow that like first season of Star where it did definitely feel it was like that. Like kind yeah. of like where's this going in the middle? So yeah, kind of like wrapped up in the end. Like hey, this is yes. where we actually want to go with this. One hundred percent. That seems to be their strategy, and it works. Okay. So there you go. Alright, uh, but that means now we move into uh, cancellations and renewals. Alright, we what have. am I no quite, longer watching? We have quite a chopping block this week. A lot of stuff got cancelled, but a lot of stuff is coming back, so let's talk about it. Alright. First up, MasterChef Junior, everybody loves those cooking kids, will get a uh, eighth season on Fox. 
Yes, this is season 8, I'm telling you. We must deserve the best on season 8. NBC announced that inter- the internet will uh, save another show. Well, kind of. Kind of. AP Bio, once thought to be on the chopping block on network television... Still is, as it will not be airing on uh, NBC any any longer. However, NBC will stream season three of APA Bio on the internet uh, via Hulu. So, so Disney-owned Hulu. Yeah, technically. <laughs> yeah, but Hulu still still until Disney says otherwise, Hulu is still an open ground for yes. whoever wants to put their stuff on it. So we will see. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. Things are fine. Okay. They hashed cool. it out. Cool. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that, yeah, AP Bio. I don't know. I didn't really care for it, but I guess it has a fan base out there that will be happy. That I, I watched continue. spot episodes here and there of it. It made me chuckle a bit, but I just can't get over the Glenn Howerton character. He's just yeah. not a likable character. He's just not, no. He's not fun in a likable way either. He's right. not like, you know, I know. I, I can't root for him. Yeah. It's that, just that, that's the thing. It's a hard thing to get across. Mm hmm. Uh, also, uh, on Netflix, she's gotta have it. Gotta have what? Apparently nobody's gotta have it, because it's cancelled. <laughs> she's got nothing. Seasons. Sorry, uh, Spike Lee, uh, your, uh, residual checks are still in the mail. Ba-ba-bum. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will get its final season. Uh, its seventh and final season on ABC. Yep, upcoming seventh and final season. Yeah. Or is it actually showing? Is this it six? says ABC. Seven, I know, but I don't. Oh, I know they're currently running, running episodes, the right now. but I don't know if they're running their sixth or their seventh season. I don't know. I want to say it's their sixth. Okay, so, so we'll they'll get a seventh season more. and th- final. Oh, God, that burger looks good. All right, I need to not look at the TV right now. It's okay. There's there's no like green stuff on it. We should eat. We should eat beforehand. Oh no, uh, we, we had a stuff. I know. Stuff. Oh, it's only five dollars. Oh, oh man. Oh, let's check out the box. All right, um, Fear of the Walking Dead on the AMC will get a sixth season. Because that's all AMC is good for now? I guess so. <laughs> Just Walking Dead spinoffs? The Boys, a show that I'm 100% aware of. Because of the internet? No, I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. I have no idea what this is. Oh. Is it uh, getting a second season on Amazon Prime? Uh, this is ahead of its first season debut uh, next week. Or no, sorry. Friday? Yeah, Friday. Like Friday's their debut, but they get a second season ahead of its debut. Yeah. And then Archer. Yes, that Archer yes, continues. That Archer. 11th season on FX. So, remember when I watched like the pilot episode of this season? <laughs> yeah. The first episode? I haven't watched it since. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like the thing's gone for a very long time. Uh, it's got, it's, I mean, it's on FX, so what's it really competing with? Yeah. Also, it's animation, so as long as they're willing to. Do the animation for it. Yeah. Made in Georgia. Yeah, it's probably easier to produce. Yeah. Um, it's continuing the trend of shows not coming to uh, network television, but coming to an internet browser near you, Fox's The Orville will get a third season, but on Hulu. Yes. Uh, it'll be moved off of the Fox schedule and yeah. onto Hulu. Yeah. I, I believe that's because that is technically an NBC Universal yes. um, production. production. This is smart, also, because I just feel like the the just the concept of a, a Star Trek esque like like show like that being a primetime tentpole for Fox was never realistic. Seth MacFarlane made it happen because he was Seth MacFarlane yeah. for two seasons, but that was never going to last. No. Fox was eventually going to realize, no, this is not a prestige show. Go away. <laughs> One, well, it's not a prestige show. Two, yeah. they were hour longs, and yeah, it yeah. definitely. 
felt like an hour long. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, fast movie hour long, something's happening, everybody. No, it's like, Star no, Trek. It's Star Trek moves slow, at its own pace. Yeah, and it's a slow burn. That's they, what they have interesting stories to tell, but. Do it, they? It's a. Do they, though? Okay. They have <laughs> their own take on yeah, stories. Yeah, that's their take, for sure. But, yeah, they're slow burns over an hour episode. Okay. You're going to have to help me with this one, because what is NOS4A2? Uh, say it all together. Oh, Nosferatu! Yay! <laughs> it will get renewed for the second season of AMC. That's stupid and I hate it. Alright. Impractical Jokers, the show that apparently always is on on True TV, will get a ninth season. Hey! More episodes for them to casually run all the time. Yeah, no thank you. Doom Patrol will get a second season streaming on DC Universe. Yep. Uh, DC Universe... And HBO Max, simultaneously. Uh, the newly um, uh, uh, debuting uh, The Hills, colon, New Beginnings, which is their, uh, I guess, reboot of The Hills featuring soft the core same reboot. people. It's a softcore reboot. Softcore, don't come up with that. Uh, 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 well, can, well, the second season I have to, because it's still starring like, the core members. Yeah. But it's like a soft reboot. So like, sure. well, how hey, yeah, so it's a softcore reboot. Mm-hmm. Well, no. No. I mean, Audrina Part- Patridge, you know, she, you know, she has some actual softcore stuff. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways. So, like, softcore buns? I'm not kidding. Look it up. Uh, actually, don't look it up. You don't want to see that. All right. Uh, I maybe, maybe do. I don't know. Just maybe, maybe It may on. tickle your fancy. <laughs> maybe move on. All right. Uh, the Code, which I guess is a show on CBS, yes. canceled after one season. It was a Morse code. No one, no one saw it. No one saw it. No one heard it. But lastly, we have talked about one that's near and near my heart that got axed today. Netflix is Tuca and Birdie, unfortunately, because it's something that I liked, is canceled on net, on Netflix. I swear, no, it happened to Girl Boss before, like, a one season wonder. Uh, that being said, Lisa Hanawalt and the team are shopping it around to other networks, so who's, who can say what will happen to it? My fingers are crossed that Comedy Central might be a good home for it, uh, because one, they already had that syndication deal with the studio for BoJack. And two, they have um, a, a, a broad city-shaped hole that Tuca and Birdie would fit perfectly. My only thing about that would be, because it's animation, not live action, it may take a bit longer to get episodes out. I can imagine, but if, so if they, they want start to keep on a schedule, now, they can get it for spring next year. Right. Release, which I think would be perfect for them. Well, and they could also show the first season in its entirety yeah. as new episodes. And I also, just because they didn't order any episodes doesn't mean that they weren't already uh, uh, tossing around ideas for a season two. Right. I'm sure they had a direction for them to take the characters. If the finale of season one indicated, it definitely indicated anything. It indicated that there was somewhere for those characters to go. Okay. So I could see it finding a home. I just really hope it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Because I know that that studio also has another show in, in the pipeline for Amazon. Okay. So it's possible, but I'm, I'm hoping not. All right. That's it for cancellations and renewals. we got to talk about a couple of deaths. All right. Who am I no longer watching? Art Neville. Uh, no. This is not how that <laughs> Art Neville, age 81, was a singer-songwriter in the Meters and the Neville Brothers. Uh, hence his last name, Neville. Yes. And then uh, also Ben... Kinchlow, age 82, author, minister, and co-host of The 700 Club, that show that uh, Freeform is obligated to still show you at 6 in the morning. Yes. Uh, for those of you waiting for those early morning cartoons, 
uh, back when they did early morning cartoons and yeah. the 700 Club. Yeah, wait until the 700 Club to end before one Saturday morning started. Or if you're <laughs> watching late night and you're watching Who's Line on the Freeform, uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. when that it's, ended, the 700 so Club went on. on. Yeah. Either way. Either way, that's Man. the 700 Club. Remember one Saturday morning? <laughs> oh, good times. Oh. Like, like Pepper Ann and Pepper. Like Recess. Science Court. Do you remember Science Court? Uh, Max. Uh, what else was on? Animaniacs. They had... Oh, The Weekenders. Did the you weekenders? remember The Weekenders? Yes. <laughs> okay, we're showing our age. <laughs> I now hand this over to you so I don't have to talk as much. Oh, okay. That's it's my turn. Which is, I'm talking. Yeah. Which means it's time for music and the billboards. And we always start billboards with the Hot 100. And take a guess. Where we start with the Hot 100 again? Take you back. Yeah. Down to the right. Old Town Road. Okay, so, to, uh, to to clarify what I said last week. Yes. See, you're going to do that. It is in a three-way tie with its 16th uh, week. Okay. That tie is with Despacito. Yes. And that Mariah Carey song. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Those are the two last <laughs> speed bumps that has to pass to become the number one of all time. If it is number one next week. Which it probably will be. It is now, it will become the longest running number one single in the history of the Billboard 100 chart. Ugh. Can you believe that? Lil Nas X, somebody no one had heard of before, comes in with a genre exploding song, and it will likely, in all likelihood, be the longest running number one single of all time. Why? Who can say? Uh. Truly, who can say why? You know, in 10 years, when people are getting married, they're going to play this at oh, weddings. Oh, it will be played at your wedding, guaranteed. Oh, I bet it will be. It's going to happen. It will. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even 10 years from now. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Yeah, I'll say it's going to have that, like, nostalgia feel, like, yeah, times three. Or, <laughs> yeah, or, times or three. hey, yeah. Or, or uh, uh, yeah, get low. Or, yeah. 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 Um, number two is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. I assume this is also the Justin Bieber one. Mm, or they that kind of include, one. That's included in the streams. Right? right. So yeah, they're all just one. Okay, number three is I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. That got an album bump. Number week. four is Senorita by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. Which I swear, so I keep hearing that on the radio, and all I can think of is if it wasn't for uh, Old Town Road, that would be a lot of people's song of the summer. It's super mm-hmm. catchy. Uh, like I think that that would have been the big breakthrough if it wasn't for um, uh, Old Time Road. Oh, so you're saying Billie Eilish would, yeah. even though she's been at number two for literally 14 weeks? I think that that still would have been <laughs> successful, but I'm saying like I just have a feeling that that song would be bigger if it wasn't for Old Time Road. All right, and number five is Talk by Khalid. Because you can't get rid of Khalid. Nope. Uh, that brings us to our Billboard 200, your album's chart. Indeed. And at number one is number six, Collaborations <laughs> Project by Ed Sheeran. Yeah, like I said, album bump. Um, a lot of people are spinning that thing, so yeah, that, yep. gave that I Don't Care song bump. From what I hear, though, is that that is the one good song on that record. <laughs> so maybe don't get too excited. Uh, number two is When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? by Billie Eilish, again at the number two slot. Yep. Uh, number three is Revenge of the Dreamers. By Dreamville and J. Cole. Number four is 7EP by Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. And number five is Indigo 
by Chris Brown. Unfortunately, he's still there. I believe... Maybe next week they'll kick it. I mean, I thought it'd be out this week, but yeah, it'll be out next week. Especially with these new releases. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here are the new releases. Alright, get them to me. Alright, first up we have Andy Grammer with Nave. Naive? Naive. 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 Uh, we also have Chance the Rapper. Yes, that Chance the Rapper. Supposedly this is still coming out this week. Uh, with The Big Day. Yeah. May or may not actually be coming out this week. It should be. Uh, we also have Mini Mansions, which is a great name. Yeah. By Guy Walks Into a Bar. Dot, dot, dot. With. That's their album. Uh, that's their album. Uh, we also have Of Monsters and Men. Hey, it's Of Monsters and Men. Yeah, remember Yes, now. that Monsters and Men. With Fever Dream. I will be checking out that album this All week. Right. Uh, we also have Soundgarden. With Live from the Artist's Den. It's a live album, in case you're wondering. I did not know that. Thank you. <laughs> we also have Sugar Ray. That's yeah. Sugar Ray. Yeah. Yes. That one surprised me. Uh, with Little Yachty. So, um, yeah, not to be confused with the artist, Little Yachty. Yes. This is Little spelled out. So I don't know if this, Yachty. Is, if this is a joke that I'm supposed to get. I don't know what they're trying to go for here. I feel like I missed something. <laughs> but that is the name of the record. Uh I feel like we missed something there. Maybe there and was something in that vanilla latte I served Mark McGrath <laughs> in 2013. Uh, and lastly, nice name drop. We have <laughs> violent, uh, yeah, violent Thems. Yeah, the violent Thems. With hotel last resort. Yeah. No, no colon, no, no, no comma, no nothing. Hotel last resort. Hotel last resort. It's like the name of the hotel. All right. I put this into movie news. And hey, did you realize that this past Sunday was the MTV VMAs? Because I sure no, didn't. they weren't. It was the nominations for them. It was the nominations. Yes. Let me rephrase that. Did you know the MTV <laughs> nominations were out? Well, what? Well, tell me about them. Well, in case you couldn't get enough of Lil Nas X, guess what? Lil Nas X was the only guy to show up on the list of five most eligible nominees this year. Yeah. With eight nominations for Old Town Road. But the rest were dominated by women. This yeah, year for, for, for the ladies at the VMAs. Right, because for those of you who, you know, listen to actual full albums, um, we still have Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift tied for the most nominations with 10 apiece. Newcomer Billie Eilish was close to behind, though, with 9. Still runner-up in the categories. Mm-hmm. I feel like she will always be the bridesmaid and never the bride. Yeah. So far this year. Which, you know, at her age, is probably right. Uh, we also have Halsey, uh, with the fifth most popular nominee at five nods. And a bit more of a gender party sets in from there, as we get Shawn Mendes with five VMA nominations. Is he a gender party? He's a gender party. Gender, gender parody. <laughs> gender party. <laughs> a gender party is something else. That's like when they, like... The, the, they explode the balloon and blue smoke comes out or stuff like that. Is that what this, what this is? <laughs> no. it's, it's, they're revealing the, the gender? <laughs> no. Well, they're re- revealing Shawn Mendes, at least. Parody. Parody is the word. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking for it. You you put it there. I wasn't searching for it. It was just I, there. I copied and pasted it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Shawn Mendes with five nominations. Um, Camila Cabela, Cardi B, Jay Balvin, the Jonas Brothers, and the BTS all had four nominations. And Cole Calboom. Yeah. With a <laughs> solo shot. 
to the nominations. It has nothing to do with the VMAs, but I'm glad we talked. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, the list of three people, or not, sorry, three nominations goes to Anderson. Pack, Drake, FKA Twigs, Her, or H E R, yeah. uh, LSD, Rosalia, and Solange. Yes, that's Solange. All got three nominations. Cool. Yeah, so pretty. Not bad for VMAs. No. Like, I feel like they're on the right track for like how this year has been going. I think it really has been dominated by women. Yeah, it, I mean... Beyond Blue Nas X. Yes, it really has been, especially the beginning of the year with Sweetener uh, yeah, by Ariana, Ariana Grande. Crazy year, yeah. Yep. Uh, Taylor Swift, I think... She's trying to crawl her way back up to... Uh, that reputation. Relevance. We didn't mention this, but she put out a new single. Another new single yes. this, uh, today. Uh, this one called Archer. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, from one headline, is I guess it harkens back to uh, an older sound. It does. Um, it made me want to wait for the chorus to pick up and mm-hmm. get into yeah. it. That sounds like a and it never did. Song. It never did. Yeah. It's like waiting for the beat to drop, and it never drops. Nope. I was like, okay, this is good. Not I'm digging this. And like, okay, get into like the hard, poppy vibe that I want to hear in the chorus, and it never gets there. It's just. You weren't ready for it. It's always the build-up, never the draw. You weren't ready for it. No. Uh, Maybe it's just me. Yeah, you need to calm down. Anyways. Uh, All right. (laughs) I've got that out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on! We're delirious. It's okay. Anyway. Uh, No, no. We're contractually obligated to not drop Taylor Swift albums, or song names, as they appear. That's the thing. Which is the thing we're not contractually contractually obligated to do. Yeah. Uh, but we do need to talk about Bruce Springsteen. Yes, apparently. Yes. Because <laughs> it was it was a slow week. It's if you couldn't tell, Bruce Springsteen mentions the slow week. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you did with this story and not the Metallica story instead. Yeah. They're about the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways. Uh, Western Stars, uh, the film Western Stars, yes. that Bruce Springsteen has made to accompany his recent album of the same name, Western Stars, yeah. will have its world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival. It was announced uh, yesterday. The feature is being listed as a co-directing project between the boss himself, Bruce Springsteen, and his longtime filmic collaborator, Tom Zimmy, who just picked up an Emmy nomination for his solo direction of Netflix's Springsteen on Broadway, in case you didn't know. Uh, Bruce Springsteen also is taking a co-credit at the helm of the film. Was not known until now. Uh, But yeah, chalk up director under what else Bruce Springsteen can do. Or what else he can't do. Like, what can he do? Like, direct? Nope. Nope, nope. Cross that off. off. Uh, But... Jack of all trades. A Bruce of all traits. Yep, a Bruce of all traits. But um, I mean, you have to when you're the boss. He is the boss. <laughs> uh, but um, don't be confused with this film with the other Bruce Springsteen film coming out later this right. year. It's different. That's a different film of based off Bruce Springsteen's music. Yeah. This is just off of his most recent album. Yeah. Uh, but we get into thoughts and. I guess we could talk about the Metallica thing next week if it's still slow. If it's still slow. But, yeah, Metallica bought tickets. 
Yeah. Uh, basically expose Ticketmaster for the bad practices they do, yeah. which we have already talked about at nauseum on uh-huh. this podcast. Yeah. I see why you didn't put it. Because we kind of, it's the same. We're still beating that dead horse, but that dead horse still comes back to life and bites us in the ass. <laughs> zombie horse. Goddamn zombie horse. Let's wrap this up. All right. Thoughts. <laughs> Actual thoughts you on music. You listened to some music. I listened to two albums. What'd you get? Uh, first one I listened to was Order in Decline by Sum 41. <laughs> and Does it sound like Sum 41? It does. Okay. Oh, who hurt Sum 41? I, I want to know, know who hurt them. Because they're still pissed off at the yeah. world and everything. <laughs> and their sound hasn't changed in forever. Yeah. Who hurt you so badly that you, you cannot move on from this traumatic experience where you still hate the world, and rebel against everything that the world stands for. Yeah, who can say? I don't know. Not me. <laughs> but if you are still the pissed-off AC teenager that you know you are deep down inside, give this Sub-41 album a try. We <laughs> <laughs> know we are. And I'm not laughing um, because that's just their sound or that's fine. That's Sub-41. It's just... That's obviously what they're going for with this thing. Yeah. Their lyrics, their sound, their hard style is obviously... I would not call them hard. No, but their sound <laughs> is, at least for my ears, now hard yeah, style hard for it. I would go back to. Yeah. Alright, what else did you listen to? Uh, so, uh, because I watched The Lion King, I also listened to Beyonce's new album. Yes. Or the Beyonce-inspired album, The Gift. Right. Or Lion King colon The Gift. Um, This is Africa the album. Not Africa the band. (laughs) And not Africa Toto's Africa. Or Africa the video game. Africa the video game. Yeah. Or the book or the country. This is (laughs) Beyonce being influenced by African music (laughs) and putting it into album format. She's not even on. She's on like only half the oh, album. Song, yeah, like yeah. She's only in like two or three songs. The rest of them either are like interludes from the actual film Lion King. Yeah, this is something she curated, not something that is an uh, is a Beyonce album. Right. Yeah. This Key. is not. Yeah. Key difference. This is Beyonce the producer, right? Not Beyonce the star singer, one hundred and three percent person you know. <laughs> Yeah, anything in the world can be 103% better than it already is. <laughs> that's how we got Beyonce. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah man. Um, okay. Yeah, well, how'd you... Did you like it? No. <laughs> Not giving, <laughs> giving me a lot of feedback here. No, uh, I didn't like it. You but, didn't like it. But I knew what it was going for. Right. It definitely hits that mark of... These are, this is the Beyonce produced African beats yeah. and sounds that she wants to put out there. It's just not your thing. It's just not my thing. Right. But, you know, no world from music a, for you. From, yeah, I mean, from an aspect of it being world music and for me not having any kind of woo, like what wherewithal. Was wait, wait, what was that? That was woo. Okay. Wherewithal okay. of no, no, like no. African beat music to it. I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> well, okay. I got what it was going for. I the gotta, fact I was able to identify it as that. I'm going to pause you real quick. I don't think anybody listening to this thing does have that background. I think that's the whole point. Yeah. I think Beyonce is trying to introduce a lot of people to these sounds that they may not be familiar with and to these artists that may be more famous internationally that maybe Americans don't know about. 
Maybe. But the fact that I'm able to at least identify it, like, off the bat, just listening to it, that this is what she's going for, yeah. means she hit the mark dead on bullseye. All right, okay. So, you know, applause to being, like, the, the producer. Well, applause. Yeah, to be, like, the actual producer that you want to be on this thing, yeah. and yeah. knowing that you have the vision for it and creativity and wherewithal to put together. She's been together. at it for a while. I mean, the, from the self-titled album to Lemonade to even the, the Homecoming, the live stuff that she did at Coachella... Like I think she's all like interpolated these like these African sounds and artists into her performances. So she's been going in this direction for a while. She really does want to be this curator, this Trojan horse for these sounds, mm-hmm. and it's smart. I think it's great that she's doing this. And on a Disney like sponsored album of all yeah. things, I think that's really cool of Disney to give her the freedom to do something like this. Right, and the fact that it is also a part of Lion King, which is a well-known property. Right, exactly. A lot of people's eyes and ears will be on this. And not just that it being that, but that the film came out and it's clearly the film, as we mentioned, being a success and that it wants that realism of Africa, African animals, that it also incorporates the realism of African sound in it. Fits everything. It fits. It's perfect. Yeah. Any other thoughts uh, before we move on to our last segment? Uh, no, I don't have any other musical yeah. thoughts. I mean, I do listen, we did listen to the, the Taylor Swift songs, but until yeah, the album comes out, we won't review uh, all those. All right, let's just uh, roll into video games then. Let's make it snappy. All right, you don't listen to anything? I did not, uh, at least. Well, okay. Well, let's start with video games and we get new releases. Alright, what do we get? Uh, first up is Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Yes, Youngblood. This is the spinoff of the Wolfenstein games. Uh, it's not a full game. Right, this They've, is the one with the kids, right? So it's the teenage daughters yes. of BJ. Uh, right. So it's his daughters, grown, like like at like 16 or something, yes. and it's their kind of side story in the 80s that's happening in between uh, the last game uh, and uh, the presumed next game. Right. But yeah, I heard good things. I heard some real, real cool like set pieces, some real cool like co-op. Uh, ex- like this will be a cool co-op game. So. Okay, cool. Uh, we also have Kill a Kill Dash If. So yeah, this is a video game based on the anime. Needless to say, uh, that comes up for the PlayStation Switch and PC. Yep. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood for everything. Yeah, PlayStation, I, I, Xbox, I, I, PC, Switch, everything. A worldwide release. We also have. Fire Emblem, colon, three houses for the Switch. Yep, that's the Switch Fire Emblem, long-awaited for Fire Emblem fans. Uh, yeah, you know what that is. And lastly, the uh, asterisk, huge asterisk here. Yes. Uh, Madden 20. So yeah, EA Access people will have access eh, to Madden 20 this week. Everybody else waits another week. Yes. If you want to pick up a physical copy, you have to wait a week yeah. uh, till August 2nd. Otherwise... If you have EA Access, you can get it on the PlayStation Switch or PC and play it a week early in front of everybody. Yeah, so get ready. Uh, football season. Football's around the <coughs> corner. Your favorite thing. Football. Football. Yeah, no, the football. dog's excited too. Dog watch football. Yeah, who doesn't? All well, right. I don't really care. But <laughs> I'm happy for you. How about that? Aww. <laughs> I'm happy that you get your football. I'm a football. All right. All right, moving on to Nintendo and Joy-Cons. And the picture I have up here, yes. clearly... These are not Joy-Cons. No, but this was the big story. Uh, following the announcement of the Switch Lite, well, there was some less than stellar news coming out of Nintendo. Yeah. Recently, reports emerged that Nintendo Switch's Joy-Cons controllers are liable to drift or, you know, register analog stick movement without any input oh, from so, the so user. so not like... 
turn really tight around a corner. No, 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 no. We're not talking Tokyo style here, <laughs> although it is a Tokyo-based um, Okay, company. so we're talking about melding your mind to somebody to create to, to, to uh, uh, pilot a robot and fight kaiju. Um, no, but that's... You're getting closer, Not though. that kind of drift? You're getting closer, though. Okay. We're talking about, like, if you're in a car and you're not touching anything on the steering wheel, but you're just going straight. Oh, and it starts veering off one side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's that kind of drift. Got it. Nailed yeah. it. All right. Um, yes. Vice, the, the, the vice, or I guess waypoint at this point. Well, n- n- yes, yes. I believe, I don't know who actually broke the story. Anyways. But if they're saying vice, yeah, it was probably Patrick Klepek at waypoint. Yes. Waypoint <laughs> obtained it. They're in- not known as waypoint anymore, officially. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah, you didn't hear this? No. Vice wrapped up several of their sites that used to be independent into their own branding. Oh, so now it's just all so Vice? it's just Vice Games now. Uh, uh, yeah. It, they, the Waypoint brand is still used for their podcast and for their social media handles. Okay. But officially, they are known as Vice Games. All right. So then, Vice Games <laughs> obtained an internal in Nintendo customer support memo that states that support members are now being told to offer users... Free repairs for broken controllers. No questions asked, even if the controllers no longer fall under Nintendo's warranty. Mmm. Yeah. Additionally, it's those... a very Microsoft Xbox 360 move. Yeah. Additionally, <laughs> those who paid for repairs are being offered refunds. Quote, customers will no longer be requested to provide proof of purchase for Joy-Con repairs. Uh, additionally, it is not necessary to confirm warranty status. If a customer requests a refund for a previously paid Joy-Con repair, confirm the prior repair and then issue a refund. So yeah, so this is all hot on the heels of a class action lawsuit that was filed last week. This is something that's been going on since the Nintendo Switch was released. A lot of people have complained about this happening. I have not had this happen to my Switch yet. Fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's cool with Nintendo getting ahead of this before they're liable for it legally, yep. uh, and also doing it for free without warranty required is smart. This, like I said, very this echoes the 360 red ring situation almost to the point. Yeah. Like it just isn't as severe. Right. Now, now, side question though: Do you have to get the exact same Joy-Con controllers, or can you get to say she traded for a color? Traded for the new color, <laughs> either the red and blue ones or the new neon colors that I they announced. I do not know, honestly. I doubt it. I bet you get the. Colors Would you like you to try? Them. No. Oh. Yeah, I bet you get the colors that they give you. Okay. Like like whatever you gave them, I'm sure they give you the same. Oh. Like I really doubt it. Also, I'm happy with my colors. I don't think I would want the new ones. What? You the red and blues? I like my red and blues. My, my, my you, you all thought like the hot neon pink or whatever it is? The hot no. orange? The new ones remind me of the uh, GameCube colors. That may be what they're going for. Yeah, it might be what they're going for. Yeah. <laughs> all the nostalgia blocks. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, uh, yeah. I, I, I haven't had this issue yet and I hopefully it won't happen. Okay. Uh, moving on to Blizzard, our game developer down the street. Again, slow news week. <laughs> So, this is the second story. Okay, in that case, can I skip this one and go to the one I actually want to talk about? Okay, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about EA. Alright, what about it? So, EA, as we've... uh, Well, let's talk about Blizzard before I get to that real quick. Uh, Blizzard Entertainment is seeing the departure of another longtime executive, Frank Pierce, who co-founded the company back when it was known as Silicon and Synapse. Yeah. Uh, He announced that he decided to move on from the developer... After 28 years, Pierce shared the news in a statement published on Blizzard's website. 
it does not suggest he's leaving for another company. Instead, he talks about spending more time outdoors and pursuing other passions, like learning to play an instrument. It's cute. So 28 years <laughs> at a company he started, yeah. and he's finally calling it quits, not getting that 30th anniversary watch or whatever. Yeah, this is do. just all, uh, all part of a bigger kind of Blizzard in flux story we've seen all of 2019. Yeah, like Blizzard's been in the pivot since they launched Overwatch. Well, even I wouldn't even say that. I think Overwatch was like enough a success where it wasn't really you didn't see the tide turning up until this year. Yeah, I think after BlizzCon and after the um, WoW expansion kind of fluttered. Yep. I think after that, things started being questioned, questionable over there, and you have a lot of people leaving the company. Right. So yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well. But what did you want to talk about? So EA. Yeah. Um. We. EA. EA. Is it EA? I don't know. Is it? No. This is your story. All right. So EA has been <laughs> talking up loot boxes and saying they're not gambling. Right. Yes. So Rockstar <laughs> decided to put their money where their mouth is and say, "No, this is gambling," <laughs> and opened up. An actual casino in GTA Five. Yeah, so they've been advertising this. Yeah, um, like on TV and everything. Yeah, like yeah, GTA Online got a new casino. Basically, they decided to give up on the facade that they're gambling <laughs> yeah, and simulated. give them actual gambling. It's simulated money. I mean, <laughs> okay, simulated. Yeah, money. I don't know if you can actually buy the currency that you. Can oh no, use no, in the uh, you can buy, you can pay money, mm. actual money to buy in-game currency. I don't know if you can actually like mm. use actual money. Mm. To in the game, yeah, but the this. fact that they opened up a casino and basically said, "Yeah, this, we're going to straight up give you gambling, <laughs> real gambling, real gambling, well, real digital gambling." Yeah, <laughs> weird. Okay, it's like, ah, we, we give up. You yeah. caught us. We're going to give you gambling. You want to gambling? Yeah. We're calling gambling. I mean, I it's gambling. This, but I just didn't think it was that important. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> it's just them like giving all yeah. hell hands up. Yeah, yeah. as they want to, as they want to do. All right. Uh, that's it. Alright. Um, do you have any thoughts playing video games? I didn't play any video games. Okay. I played two games. Well, I have two games to talk about real quick. Um, first up, I finally completed Kingdom Hearts 3 Critical Mode. Yes, yes you did. And that, the Critical Mode put RPG in the JRPG format. As, well, one, I played the game wrong. First off, I played (laughs) the game wrong. Whoa, Okay. Um, I went through critical mode using only the ultimate weapon Keyblade. Yeah. Thinking, oh, I got the best weapon in the game. Forgetting the fact that when I got it at the very end, it was already leveled up, and not that I had to level up along the way. And so it was fine, but you know, kind of put me at a disadvantage. I'd like to think, not uh, really, yeah. it's not. But you know, it gave, it gave the struggle of the actual critical mode a lot more oomph to it. I felt I actually died a lot more this time around. It took away the, I want to say college cheat, but the easiness of the attraction flows that you can just call on immediately and be in your invincible mode while you kill everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely made the game a lot harder. This is definitely not, Crook Mode is not meant, is not meant to, for the game to be played that way. It's meant for an extra experiments. The extra experiment for you want to play on a more challenging mode. That's not the way the game is played. Don't go into a game wanting to play on critical mode. But if you do... <laughs> I wouldn't imagine most people would. No. 
But if you do go to clothing mode, you're going to use everything. Yeah. Use those. Um, every part of the buffalo. Every part of it. Yeah. Every part of that horse. Yeah. Um, use those ingredients. Use the chef's uh, stuff. Uh-huh. Use your um, your summons, your links. Use them all. They're there for use you your to Atari use. Links. Yeah. They're there for you to use, and they make the game a lot more fun for that challenging experience. Okay. That being said, I kind of want... I made me realize that I actually like Kingdom Hearts 3 a lot more than I did okay. initially. Okay. Because it maybe because I spent more time yeah. in the world. Yeah, when you really dissect it like you need to in this kind of thing, yeah. I can imagine you like seeing things you missed. Yeah, not like the first time I played through where I wanted to enjoy, like, absorb the entire story, and then it was over, it's like, wait, that's it? But where, where, where do I go from here now? Yeah. And then going back through it, it's like, oh, I actually did enjoy a lot of this. I actually did have more to explore here. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's it's, 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 it's it's sorry that was very oh that was great Um, Uh, but yeah yeah it's definitely a nice uh, different type of way to play the game I I'm probably gonna go I mean if I get the time play through it in a normal version yeah but go through it on New Game Plus interchanging the keyblades because that's something I realized after I, I beat the game. I went back to do to get all my finishes and locks and stuff. Yeah. That oh, I should be using all the keyblades the entire time because I liked when they do the keyblade transformations. I liked when they do all this other stuff. Instead of just having the one ultimate transformation that I'm constantly trying to get to, right. the fact that the it's really an expansive game huh? that I kind of like limited myself off to because I wanted to play it just on ultimate keyblade mode. Okay. It's like oh, this game is really huge and really expansive, and I. Stupidly locked myself out of that for some arbitrary reason. Yeah, but it's fun. Okay. Oh, I'm glad you uh, had a, a fresh take on it. Yeah. It's like playing a, it's like playing a Kingdom Hearts game on just using Kingdom Key. It kind of sucks because you're limiting yourself to one <laughs> right. weapon. Yeah. Like even though that weapon may be good and it may be the best weapon in the game, you don't need it. Either. You don't need it. Yeah. I mean, it gives you a lot of variety where you don't need it. Okay. But I kind of want to realize like, ha! I got the ultimate weapon before anyone else could uh, like. Nerf the game and make it easier for everyone yeah. else to get. Kind of like showed off to myself, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, another game I played is a mobile game. It's the Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The game goes mobile. Wait, what? It's a mobile game. It's a Always Sunny mobile game? Yeah, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, Creators it? made a mobile game. Is it a clicker? It's a clicker <laughs> game. <laughs> I called game. it! I knew who was a clicker! Okay, what do you do? You're, you're, you're trying, you're, uh, it's in episodic form, and you're trying to do different schemes uh-huh. to make more money for the bar, or to do more schemes, and they, they do episodic where after you complete, like, a goal, after you complete a goal or two, it does a little interlude cutscene to advance its own narrative story of that episode, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I like okay. that aspect, because... It's not like you're doing a continuous clicker where things constantly yeah. go. It actually gives you a reason to reset everything and do like a new episode with new mechanics that you're trying to um, include into it. Okay. It's, yeah, sounds alright. It's fun. It, it takes what I would think of from a clicker game and kind of makes it interesting with the 
it's always sunny stuff. Right. There's a lot of inside jokes in it, like, uh, for instance, that emotion. Oh, sure. That's not what you think it is. Uh, I bet. It isn't, but it is. But that's also <laughs> one of the things that's like a joke from watching this, the show right. that they put you into the know. game yeah. that you would know. And they throw in like a lot of the uh, cameos. It's all in animated format, so everything is like looks like a Bitmoji style animation style. Right, right. Okay. But it's kind of fun. I'm enjoying it for now. I'm on episode nine. I don't know how far it goes, but they're gonna have their first um, event this upcoming uh, Friday. So I'll be looking forward to that. But I'm enjoying this game. If you're a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, if you're a fan of that kind of humor. Play this game. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. You can if you want to. I don't recommend it. You're able to get, like I said, I got to level nine without paying for anything. But yeah, it's fun if you like the episode. If you like uh, the show, do you like the show? No. Then you game is not for you. Uh, that's fine. I don't need to watch. I don't need to play it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right. Oh. Oh. Uh, and lastly, I started playing Borderlands Two. <laughs> So did I. In okay. anticipation for <laughs> for Lays three. Yeah, I don't know. We had like like some si- simultaneous think there. Well, for me, it was free from PlayStation. Uh, same. I, I'm playing the PlayStation version because I was I had I have my file on the, the 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 Xbox One version. Right. But I was like, but the PlayStation Four Pro one has the high high res texture pack. Yes. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna look at that. Yeah, it, does. it looks pretty good with the high res textures, and I don't even have a 4K TV. Yeah, right now I'm playing on co-op with Ty, so oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, th- so that way, by the time the three comes out, we can play it together when that that's happens. The, that's the plan. That's, Although there that's will the be plan. no cross-play. No. So we'll have to all pick the same. We'll have to make sure we pick the same uh, console. To yeah. Well, well, lucky for me, I have both. Yeah. Well, lucky for lucky you, you have both. Yeah, lucky for me, I have both. So we'll figure it out. You'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. Depends on. There's probably other people in this this household who also would like to play Borderlands Three, so yes. I will probably ask them too. Okay, sounds good. Oh, uh, but for us to play, we all need to have PlayStation Plus. You need PlayStation yes, Plus to I do all my multiplayer. So I'm good. Okay. So, all right. Well, I think that does it. I think that wraps us up. This has been um, uh, actually a regular length podcast for you, listeners at home. Yes. Um, so thank you for listening and hanging in there uh, for the break that our live recording took uh, about midway through. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll be back next week for another episode, as we always are. If you want to watch us live, you can watch us live on YouTube.com. Watch us do this crazy stuff right here. Yeah, watch us do this weird stuff that you're not even seeing because you're listening to the podcast version. Uh, watch us live every Wednesday night around 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can find us by searching Media Boat Podcast in the search bar. Like, subscribe, click that bell, and you'll get notifications when we go live. You can also listen to the audio version of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine place you get your podcasts delivered to you. That's search Stitcher. Media Boat Podcast. Get that Stitcher. Get that Stitcher. All right. Uh, Stitcher, give us an ad, buddy. Yeah. Can we mention you? Please. Um, and you can also find us on social media. We're on accounts such as Twitter, at MediaBoatCast, where we're at there. MediaBoat Podcast uh, is a page on Facebook as well. Just search that and you'll find us. Like, comment, leave some feedback for us. We love it. Um, you can also, if you like, email us. MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com is that email address. You can ask us questions, give us feedback, whatever you want. 
Um, just send an email there. I check the box every day. I will see it. And then you can also help us out with money. It's not cheap running a podcast, let me tell you. It costs money to host it. It costs money to run a website. So please, if you want to help us make this better and keep us afloat, consider donating at patreon.com slash mediaboat. There, just as little as a dollar a month can help us out. So please, consider donating, and there'll be stuff in it for you as well. Episodes we haven't even created yet, thought of yet. Just for It's all for you. So yeah, please, help us out. Consider helping us out. And then lastly, when we're playing some video games, I don't know what we'll play next, but something, I'm sure. It's at twitch.tv slash mediaboat. So check us out there as well. And that will do it. So we'll be back next week with another exciting episode of the Media Boat Podcast. For now, take some rest. Yep. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week with maybe a review or our thoughts of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Maybe. Maybe. But we will definitely be back for more news. News. All the news and cancellations news. and renewals and right. billboards and Old Town Road getting that record. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Okay, bye. bye.